Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Go Ahead Make My Tuesday. I'm Lee. I'm so glad you're here with me. So how was your last week? Have you made progress in being mindful, really being present in the moment? Or did you put your focus more on reflecting on your thoughts and where they come from? Or maybe you picked journaling technique and did that for seven days. Whatever you did, way to go. If the answer is no, I didn't make progress on any of those, that's okay. You're not alone. We're all busy and it all takes us some time to get to a point where we're ready to really slow down and work on ourselves. The goal here is for us all to make baby steps, small steps towards progress. So even if you couldn't say yes to one of those three, don't give up. We're going to keep going through the whole process so that hopefully we make progress one step at a time. We're all on different paces and that's okay. So having said that, let's get that roadmap drawn up. I do want to first make sure that each of you understand that all of the tools we have and will continue to discuss take commitment and consistency to be effective. So just keep that in mind. It's going to be up to you. Remember, I can't do it for you as much as I would love to. But you've got this. It doesn't mean we're going to have great days every day. But we certainly can work towards progress. Now, if you haven't found a good understanding of your current mindset just yet, I do challenge you to do that because that's our first stepping stone. It's really hard to get where we want to be without knowing where we're starting from, right? I'll share a positive mindset assessment on my website, timewell-spent.com, and share to my Facebook page as well, in case you want to utilize that. Part of that process is also knowing your motivation level. On a scale of 0 to 10, what's your motivation level? I'm hoping you're at an 8, 9, maybe even a 10, but whatever you are, I want you to write it down, as well as with your reason. Maybe your motivation is to heal your marriage, so you're sitting at a 10. Or maybe you have some difficult loved ones, or a difficult loved one, that you're trying to learn how to better deal with, because maybe you can't change who they are, so you understand that we have to change who we are, and how we take things in. Everyone's initial reason for motivation is different. But hopefully, as we've discussed the benefits and risk of not improving our mindset, you'll really become grounded in the importance of having a positive mindset. Okay, so we can all do step one today, right? Reflect on your current mindset, what your motivation level is and why. But really being honest with yourself. So step two is addressing the immediate rival of troubling thoughts. So the minute that troubling thought pops in our head, our primary objective is to concentrate on five key factors that will progressively reduce our emotional response. Emotional response is what increases our stress. So we definitely want to make sure we get that under control. First up, we're going to be aware of distressing thoughts or situations. This is an important aspect of mental health and well-being. It involves recognizing and acknowledging when you're experiencing distress, whether it be in the form of negative thoughts, challenging emotions, or difficult circumstances. 
So some key points about awareness in relation to distressing thoughts or situations. Definitely, awareness begins with recognizing and acknowledging when you are experiencing that distress. That may involve being mindful, again, of your thoughts, emotions, and physical sensations. Noticing when we get discomfort or feel uneasy. We also need to normalize distress. It's important to understand the experience that experiencing distressful thoughts or situations is a normal part of being human. Everyone goes through challenging times and it's okay to feel overwhelmed or upset. So normalized distress can help reduce self-judgment and encourage self-compassion. Remember, we need to have some grace with ourselves. We also want to make sure we can identify triggers. Developing awareness involves identifying the triggers or underlying causes of distressing thoughts or situations. This could include certain people, places, events, memories, or even patterns of thinking that contribute to your distress. By recognizing these triggers, you can begin to address them more effectively. I'm sure we've all experienced that. Maybe when we know a certain family member is going to be present at a family event, we kind of start to get stressed out before it even happens, right? Because our mind is replaying previous scenarios or situations. So knowing what our triggers are for some people at certain places. So again, knowing what those are, determining is it something I can avoid or if it's not, how can I prepare myself mentally for that before going into it? Practicing practices, sorry, like mindful meditation and self-reflection can enhance awareness of distressing thoughts or situations. Mindfulness involves intentionally paying attention to the present moment without judgment, which can help you observe your thoughts and emotions more objectively. We went through this a couple of episodes back, so you can definitely see how these correlate. Awareness of distressing thoughts or situations can also lead us to recognize when we need support. It's okay to need help. This could involve reaching out to trusted friends, family members, or even mental health professionals who can offer guidance and assistance. Don't hesitate to seek help if you find it challenging to manage distress on your own. We want to break that stigma. We want to make it okay to get that help that might be needed. Sometimes it's as simple as reaching out to a friend, but whatever it is that you need, make sure you're doing it. Don't be ashamed to ask for help. As we move through that, we're going to start to develop some coping strategies. Awareness allows us to identify what coping strategies help us manage distress. It might include engaging in activities that promote relaxation and self-care, like exercise, hobbies, or even spending time in nature. It may also involve, again, seeking professional help for therapy or counseling to learn additional coping techniques. Sometimes, for me personally, just stepping outside and taking a five-minute little break, that can be a huge coping strategy for me personally. So whatever yours is, you're going to figure it out. If you don't already know, some of you might already know. Ask yourself, what's the one thing I do that brings me peace? It's that self-care piece 
that we really will focus on later on. But we want to have regular daily things that we can escape to that helps us cope with whatever's going on. Remember that awareness is a process that takes time and practice. It's normal to have ups and downs, and some days may be more challenging than others. That's life, right? Nothing about life in that aspect is going to change. We're just going to change how we view and think about things by cultivating the awareness. We're going to create this healthier way of responding to distressing thoughts and situations and work towards greater well-being. So the second key factor is acknowledging and labeling your emotions, thoughts, and other internal experiences. This can be a helpful practice for emotional awareness and self-regulation. Remember when I mentioned an episode or two back about really just sitting with your thoughts? Again, here it is again. It involves identifying and naming what you are feeling or thinking so that we can have clarity and understanding and where it came from. So as we're self-aware, we can acknowledge and label our emotions and thoughts, becoming more attuned to our inner experiences. This heightened self-awareness allows you to recognize and understand your emotional states and thought patterns better. When you label your emotions, you also create some distance between yourself and the emotion, making it easier to regulate and manage your reactions. It can help you respond more effectively to challenging situations rather than reacting impulsively. For example, if someone calls you a certain name because they're mad at you and it really, really upsets you, is it really because the person said it? Or is it something about that word because someone very close to you years ago called you that? And so it triggered those emotions. It's a very vague uh, example, but I want you to just think about how one thing can take us back to something that happened maybe five years ago. So being aware of that helps us not react emotionally. Make sense? All right, this is also acknowledging and labeling our emotions is also going to enhance our communications. We can accurately identify and label our emotions and thoughts. Then it becomes easier to communicate and express yourself to others. It enables you to articulate your needs, concerns, and boundaries more effectively, improving your interpersonal relationships. Who doesn't want better relationships? And through this process... Again, it's also going to reduce stress because we're going to give ourselves permission to experience and express our emotions. This prevents us from building up that stress level. Everybody good? So we want to talk about practicing um, mindfulness. Again, you're going to hear it a lot. Engaging in that mindful exercise that focuses on observing and labeling your thoughts and emotions. Again, journaling can be an amazing technique. Um, Some people love it, some people don't. But if you want to give it a shot, typically you can find the advantages to it. And then emotional check-ins. Again, we want to make sure we're setting aside the time to check in with ourselves regularly. What am I feeling right now and why am I feeling it? Remember that acknowledging 
and labeling your emotions and thoughts is a skill that takes practice. Be patient and compassionate with yourself as you develop this habit, and over time, you'll likely experience the benefits of increased emotional awareness and self-understanding. Can you see the intricate interconnection between everything? It might appear overwhelming at first, but each element complements the other so seamlessly that adopting one new habit every week will facilitate the development of subsequent habits and so forth. You can already see where so many things we've discussed we've already mentioned before. That's because they all intertwine together. The third key factor in our roadmap is self-acceptance. Self-acceptance is a crucial aspect of personal growth and well-being. It involves embracing yourself as you are, including your strengths, weaknesses, and imperfections. It's important to recognize that everyone experiences a range of emotions and thoughts, and it's natural for different situations to trigger various feelings. By giving yourself grace, you allow yourself to be compassionate and understanding toward your own experiences. Instead of judging or criticizing yourself for the emotions that arise, you can acknowledge them with kindness and curiosity. This helps create a safe and non-judgmental space with yourself, fostering self-acceptance. Acknowledging where your feeling and thoughts come from can provide valuable insights into your inner world. Often our emotions and beliefs are influenced by past experiences, conditioning, and external influences. Hmm, that sounds familiar from episode one. Understanding the roots of your emotions can help you navigate them more effectively and more conscious choices about how to respond to certain situations. Remembering that self-acceptance is a lifelong journey. It might not always be easy, but by practicing self-compassion, not judging, and being self-aware of ourself, we can cultivate a greater sense of acceptance and foster personal growth in ourselves. That's what we're here for, right? All right, so today we got a few of those stepping stones in our roadmap taken care of. I hope you join me back next week as we continue building our roadmap. Don't forget, like, share, and follow, and watch for that positive mindset assessment. Or send me a message and I'll email it directly. Or better yet, head over to timewell-spent.com and subscribe to my weekly newsletter. I'll see you next week, and go ahead, make my Tuesday.